Ed Whale's bright eye gleamed pale blue in the sapphire pinched between thumb and forefinger. The whole town sparkled through that little gemstone, and he knew, oh, it would be perfect for Marla. It was his tradition to bring something home after every trip away to Monober, and this time it was special. Their anniversary was hardly a week off, 41 blessed years and counting, so nothing but perfection would do. Edwale couldn't help smiling to himself as he gingerly tucked his treasure away, safe in the pocket of his coat. If she couldn't have a perfect husband, she could have a perfect ring. But there now, I didn't come all the way to Monobra for a shopping trip. This is where I come to think, he thought. It was a stubborn thought, a reminder. His lips compressed with the effort. When the bustle of life became too crowded, and he couldn't hear his own voice for the din, Edwale came here, sleepy Mon Ober. He had a little summer home tucked away behind a green hill, where nobody bothered him, and, as his wife would put it, he wouldn't bother anyone else. Edwale chuckled. Summer home indeed. Winter, autumn, and spring had a thing or two to say about that. He'd been making trips out here more and more often the past few years, it was true. The fair weather and slow-turning windmills seemed to be calling him, not to mention the iced pastries and he answered just as often as he could. But then there was Marla's illness. She couldn't travel like she used to, bless her soul. Not that she saw much value in these little trips. Why pack up their busy lives into suitcases for one short weekend? They had pastries back home, didn't they? Edwale shook his head, wandering his way down a green and growing side street. The only sense Marla didn't like was nonsense. Ah, that's why he loved her. But there now, I've lost it again. Edwale stopped short beside a yellow park bench and wrapped his knuckles against it irritably. He came here to make a decision. Ask a craftsman or ask a magician, it was the hardest thing to make. One foot in front of the other, he cut a slow, steady trail through the winding city streets, now staring up at the clouds, now studying the ground crawling by. It stirred the mind to walk, they always said. He hardly need glance at the old catawampus signs on every corner. He knew the city like an old friend. He only wished his old friend had some advice to offer, but no inspiration sprouted from between the cobblestones, just weeds. Weeds were like troubles, weren't they? They grew faster than you could uproot them. Then the weeds began to shake, just a hair. Edwale would have passed it right over if he hadn't been staring down at his feet and the cobblestones gave way no more than half an inch. Enough wiggle room, he knew by now, for the gentle creaking of good, varnished iron, as the straight lines of lampposts on either side of the road bowed ever so slightly to the center. Edwale nodded to his left, and then to his right, an understated smile on his lips. The lampposts were stately and never spoke a word, but they appreciated a good story and were always very respectful. Edwale knew the city like an old friend indeed, and it warmed him to remember the feeling was mutual. I'll bring my boy next time, he promised. It was a shame Edric hardly had the time to visit their old haunts anymore, but Edwale understood. At university for hardly a week, and already the boy, or man he rightly ought to be called, was eating books for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Word was that Edric had a rare mind for it. Edwale couldn't have been prouder if he tried.
Why, it might have been yesterday when his son sat hoisted high on his shoulders, staring at the tiny flickering lamplights and wanting to know every last detail about, oh, everything. How did they work? Did they enjoy being on fire? Was it all right if he climbed on one? Edwell only chuckled and said to ask the lamps. They knew their business. Bless the lad. He asked them question after question until the sun slowly sank behind the buildings and the two of them were late for dinner. They would get a real telling off from his mother and that was the truth, but she never meant it. Marla had always been good about things like that. Edwale suspected that she planned meals late on purpose just to give her two men some extra time together, father and son. When was the last time he and Edric had lunch? There was so much to catch up on. The boy grew up quick as a cricket. The fresh smell of spring was all around Edwale, and the sound of children out playing drifted around a corner. Something, or someone, took a spill, and they all roared with laughter. He heard their mother calling them inside. For the last time, and she wouldn't ask again, Edwale rounded the bend, a corner of his mouth twitching into a fatherly smile. But the lads had run off already. He stood there, hands folded, looking into a shady courtyard still aflutter from swaying trees and scattering leaves. Gods, it really might have been yesterday. Where had a lifetime gone to? Things would be changing so soon. And that's down to the brass tacks now, isn't it? Mumbled Edwell, picking his way up a set of cracked steps belonging to old, established homes. One way or another, things would be changing. He felt gloomy. Every time his heart turned one way, his head turned the other. What to do? He knew what Marla wanted. Perhaps he knew what Edric wanted, too. Good heavens, he even knew what he wanted. But what was right? Was he being selfless or merely self-indulgent? Both, he supposed, but both couldn't be done. It was one or the other. Decisions like this shouldn't rattle a man so, but making up his mind had always been hard for Edwale, even when he was younger, and keener. It wasn't the family way. Yes, with a hardening heart, he thought he knew what his own father would have wanted as well. Coming here was a mistake, maybe. He really was being weak. Edwale turned around at the end of a little boulevard, shielding his eyes from the sun and saw Mon Ober beneath him, a gem of a city. He could pick out his path from the motorcar bridge at the decorated entrance all the way up to where he stood now. Puffing, he squinted into the sky. Had he really walked so far? No wonder his bones ached. At any rate, it was the end of the road. As good an ending as any, he supposed. He was to leave Mon Ober at nightfall, whisked away to a busy life that never slowed down. Or perhaps it always stayed the same, and it was Edwell who was slowing. The shadows grew long. He was tired. And with that, the decision was made. It was like that with decisions. Edwell never really knew if he made them himself or if they simply happened, and he got in the way. Well, he would get in the way no longer. The city stretched out into the countryside, content as ever, steadily going about its business whether or not an old fool like Edwale was there to see it. He supposed that now, after all, he was content too, 
Yes, when his son was finished at university, when his wife was well enough to travel, when Edwale himself could work up the courage, he was finally going to do it. I'm going to abdicate, he whispered to himself. So now it was a promise. A chill was settling in for the evening, and Edwale pulled his coat closer. This reminded him, quite suddenly, of something important. From his pocket, he produced a beautiful sapphire, shining in what was left of the sun. Now he knew it for sure. It was Edric's time. He peered through the precious stone, and the world already looked different. Ah, Marla. Edwale smiled despite himself. If she couldn't have a perfect husband, she can have a perfect king. <laughs>